everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Rock For Him podcast. I'm Jeremy, your host, and with me are my brothers, my co-hosts, Sanchez. How's it going, man? How's it going? So nice good to have it. you back. It's good to be back. And, and my other co-host, Scott. What's up, man? Long time no see. Now, I've been excited for this for a long time. This is one of my favorite people. Uh, our guest tonight is now the 10-time world champion, <laughs> Michael Wittig from the band Pillar. How's it going, man? What's up, guys? How y'all doing? Thanks for having me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks for coming Thanks for on. Oh, you're welcome, man. I'm glad that uh, we were able to connect. Now, one of you guys, or all you guys, are from Detroit, right? Uh, we're well, kind of from the Flint area. Okay. About an hour and a half north of, north of Detroit. I know I missed one of you guys or so. I was just that there. That was me. Literally two days ago. Yes, we were talking. Um, yep. Sorry I missed you, but I had a great time there, man. You guys have awesome pizza. Oh. It's amazing. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. indeed. <laughs> it was very tasty. I went to a place called Buddy's, and it was awesome. Oh, Buddy's is good. Left and left dry, yeah. So right on, man. I've been looking forward to this. I, I have, too. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do with the band? And, and I know, you know, you guys aren't playing as much anymore. Well, I went by the nickname Kalel. I still get called that. Um, a lot of people only know me as that. There's a good story about that. I can I can share at some point if you guys really want to know. Um, but my name is Michael. They call me Kalel in the, in the band. I'm the bass player. I met the guys at Fort Hayes State University, the original incarnation of the band we met at fort hayes state university in hayes kansas which is basically in the middle of nowhere between <laughs> kansas city and denver in the complete flatlands middle of nowhere but we all met in college there um you know we, we can see now that, that god divinely brought us together because i was from southern california you guys were kind of from all over and we met in this middle of nowhere so i, I met my wife there too in that college so kind of that college changed my life um and we started the band there to a, a college town um started playing all over kansas and the rest is kind of history but i'm the bass player and i was also the guy adding friends on myspace and booking our early <laughs> shows and trying to put together our press kits and calling people and telling them how awesome we were and um, <laughs> you know i was one of the early business guys in the band before we had managers and booking agents and all the all those people that that uh were on our team Nice. That's, that's cool. Uh, so I think I first started hearing you guys in like 97, 98. Is that about when the band formed? Is that? In about 99. You're a year or so too early. We met in college around 99 and maybe 98, but we didn't put out the first independent music until 99. It was a, an EP called Metamorphosis. It was a black, one of our guitar players was a graphic design guy there at the campus oh i spent many nights with him in the graphic department you know helping him telling him how i wanted our press kits to look or thumbs up or thumbs down on the album cover and um but yeah it was a black ep maybe five songs i don't even remember um not recorded well at all there's a couple <laughs> that are cringeworthy now a couple that are pretty cool that I think that opened the door for us to get going and a couple that I don't even like to play for my kids anymore. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that would have been in 98, 99. And then we followed up with our first independent record 
which changed the game for the band. It's what got assigned. It's it started the ball rolling. That album was called Original Superman. Um, that's the album that the guys from Audio Adrenaline got a hold of, and then called us at our. We three of us lived in a little house that we rented around by the college, and you know the guys from Audio Adrenaline called us at the house because of that record, mm-hmm. and it started getting some radio play. We were able to book enough shows to be full time before we were signed. You know, we we basically were playing so many shows that we decided not to go back to college. We just played shows, and it was because of that original Superman album. Um, and then when the guys from Audio Adrenaline got a hold of us, it kind of just that's that's where everything started. Mm. That's awesome. So before I get to my question, I just got to tell you, Pillar is probably one of the OGs of Christian rock. Like before I was a Christian, I was over at one of my cousin's house and they had a whole shelf of CDs and a huge section of just pillar music. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking through the CDs and I'm like, why do you have so many of these guys CDs? Who are they? And start playing them. And like, I couldn't believe that that's what Christian rock sounded like. So, you know, and that cousin wasn't a Christian at all. So your oh, music wow. kind of cool. transcends from, you know, not just Christians listen to it, you know, like people all across listen to Pillar's music. So I just want to thank you for that. You know, you guys are really kind of, kickstarted my love of christian rock so thank you for that oh you're welcome man it's a just really humbling for us to hear these stories after so many years and and we get to hear a lot of them nowadays now that we've stepped back and we're spending more family time you know we've just been hearing stories through the years and it's just really humbling to see how god used a bunch of numbskulls you know we were a bunch (laughs) of young kids at the time you know, trying to do our best, but you know, we're young kids and just to see how he used us without us even knowing sometimes. It was really it's been it was a cool experience. Okay, now for my question. So one thing that we always ask everyone that comes on the show is your testimony. How did you come to know who Christ was? Well, I have a pretty unique one. Um how I came to Christ was kind of, is more a little boring. You know, my, my parents at the time, my parents took me to church. So I was raised in the church, going to going to youth group and accepted Christ at an early age. And he's just always been a part of my life. So that part is just not, you know, super enlightening or powerful. But but what's unique about my story is more. I was raised by my grandparents, only saw my real mom one day on a Christmas when I was probably 15 or 16. I was just starting to play guitar, but she came on one Christmas and it was the first time I ever met her. I remember taking her out to the garage and showing her me jamming on the guitar. That wasn't good. You know, it probably sounded terrible, but I was playing these tunes, you know, because she was really caught up into drugs and and a bad lifestyle. So my grandparents had raised me from a baby. She kind of just left me there and just didn't come back. You know, that was kind of my story. I didn't even know who my dad was. didn't even know his name Mm. um, until my mid thirties. That's another story. But I was raised by my grandparents who were who were believers, especially my mom, who is probably more the spiritual leader of the house. This very loving, loving mom. And she's mom and dad. They're mom and dad to me, my grandparents, because that's all I knew from from birth. Um, and, and the fact that. My mom could my life could have been completely different, 
because I, I was with her short periods of time. I have very short glimpses of episodes of things, not abuse on my part. I was never abused, but just things that were not cool. But but there's glimpses. Most of my memories are with my grandparents, and it was a good life. They, they had a great house and took care of me, loved me, supported me, bought my guitars, encouraged me to do music. You know, my grandmother, she lived until her 70s. She'd come out to pillar shows and just loved watching us. You know, there's fans out there that met my mom and watched me walk her in and sit with her during opening bands and stuff. Now, my, my grandfather passed away in high school, so he never he knew I was playing guitar, but he never got to see what happened with it. But the fact that my life could have been completely different if it wasn't for the fact that my mom, my real mom left me. You know, so God can use situations that, that seem not cool and don't work out for a lot of people. A lot of people in the situation life doesn't work out so well, but he used this situation for for good for my life because I've had a great life because of the influence of my grandparents that they had on me to work hard, to chase dreams. You know, I've never had a normal job. You know, I don't make a lot of money or anything, but I did rock and roll. Now I do fitness modeling and fitness. Co I always do crazy stuff. And I got that from my mom, from my parents, from my grandparents to just go after and dream big. You know, and then I, I found out who my real dad was in my mid 30s. I got an email on Facebook from a lady that I didn't know who said that she was a sister of my real dad. And she sent me some pictures of this guy that I didn't know holding me. And it was me at my grandparents' house because I could tell it was very unique house so i was like wow so i've since then met him and went down to vegas and spent some time with him and um so that's kind of my testimony man it's not it's uh i've always known christ you know of course like any of us there's times where i you know maybe wasn't as close as i should have been but i always come back and he, he's been a driving force for many many years in my life now love it absolutely love it awesome and, so, and, I, and I use my platforms, be it pillar or my fitness stuff now to, I, I know that these are talents that God gave me and I use these platforms to try to impact people's lives. Even if I'm flexing on stage this last weekend, <laughs> the opportunity to pray with people backstage, you know, so, so I know these opportunities. I don't, I, I, I posted about this this week. I don't pray to God, help me to go in there and kick some butt and win. That's not my prayer. My prayer is, Hey, help me to, Remember what I practiced, help me to do my best, help me to make an impact on anyone I meet at this competition this weekend. You know, and it was the same for all of us in Pillar. You know, we tried to use our platform. You know, we didn't always succeed. We did our best how to use that platform to help people. Awesome. Um so Uh oh, did we lose you, Jeremy? What? That's a real yeah, I think all different songs. Um, I will tell you, there's a couple songs. Like for me to play as a bass player, songs I'm proud of are songs that I had a lot to do with writing. You know, like I Rob wrote all the lyrics. Rob was the melody guy. We wrote songs. Every band writes songs a different way. There's some that I know, big bands that write them the way we do. Then there's some that do it completely different. We would, me and Noah would jam. Or we would all jam, or he would come up with a killer riff, or I'd come up with a bass line. But we'd basically write the music first. We'd put together a whole song musically, record it. Here you go, Rob, write to this. That's how we typically did stuff. 
for the most part. Um, you know, a lot of times Noah knows a genius writer, a genius, and he would just write these killer riffs and songs would come from that. The majority of them came from his killer riffs. Every once in a while, I'd come up with a really sick bass line that I would show him and he would go, oh, and then write something amazing to it. So as a bass player, you know, simply we were snowed in, I think, in Philadelphia touring on a big tour. Um, and we were snowed in and that bass line just divinely came to me. The fingers just laid out. Noah loved it, started writing to it. So that song is always a favorite of mine. Same with uh, Awake. What record was that on? I forgot. But Awake had a cool bass line. Yeah, yeah, the reckoning. We were in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, getting ready to play on a tour that we were on. And we were in this littlest cubby hole of a green room, me and Noah jamming. And I wrote that bass line at the spot. And it was like, oh, my gosh. And he was like, dude, that's killer. You know, so those songs are special to me. But I would say as a band, the songs that is a band that we knew. Yeah, when we wrote Fireproof, we were in Green Bay, Wisconsin, touring with Skillet on an off day. And when that song was coming together, Noah was there. That was one of his first couple months of being with us. And when that song was coming together, we knew. We were like, this is a hit. We said that. We were like, this is going to be a hit. This is it. You know, so that song is always going to be special to us. That's a song that I think broke our career. You know, it was one of the longest running number one rock singles at the time. It is a special song to us. And then as we were writing that song, we looked up at the TV. We we're at a church of a good friend of ours, Jeff Klein. He's still a very good friend of ours. He texts us all the time. We we're at his church on the off day. We looked up at the TV that was on and muted. And that's when that was 9-11. My neighbor's about to get loud. I wish he would not do that. I'm sitting on my porch looking at a house full of kids. He's got a motorcycle he's cranking up for some reason. It's all good. But but we looked at the TV, and as we were writing Fireproof, like the song was about done, the Twin Towers were getting hit by the airplanes. And we stopped what we were doing, and we turned it on, and we just watched what was going on. That was on the day Fireproof was wrote. And the other song that I think is real special is that we knew was going to be a hit and in, in, in making an impact was Bring Me Down. Yeah. We, we knew that we liked the riffs. The riffs were cool. We were in the studio with Travis Wyrick, who worked with Disciple and a lot of bands, good friend of ours. We wrote a lot of our albums with at his studio in Knoxville, Tennessee. We had tracked that whole song, like printed it for the record. It was done. The music. We we're like, dude, we love this. Rob did not have one lyric wrote or one melody. The band flew out to, I think it was Georgia, Atlanta for a festival. And Rob had to stay behind to record that song that we didn't know what it was going to be of. We hadn't heard nothing. He flew in the next day, had a CD in his hand. We didn't have digital. He had a CD in his hand. He didn't email us MP3s. He had the CD. He goes, guys, come check this out. And we, I think we were at the... I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it was Atlanta Fest, and we were at the bus at the backstage. He took us back to the back of the bus. He put the CD in, and it was Bring Me Down. And we were hearing it for the first time. That you can't bring. We were hearing all that for the first time, because we didn't hear nothing. And we were listening to it, and all our jaws were dropped. You know, we were like, this this is it. This is special. You know, and of course, that song did well for us. So it's hard for it not to be those two commercially successful songs but they were struck us we knew there was something magical about those two songs now musically being musicians and all that a lot of the guys are and myself are going to like songs from the reckoning 
songs that nobody else liked, you know, radio didn't play like chasing shadows for midnight, you know, um, I forget names of songs though. Now, um, there's a couple, there's a couple songs in the reckoning album that just, um, what's that last goodbye. Last goodbye is just something that hits me hard. Just, the. It just sounds like it needs to be on a movie soundtrack to me, just the way the song is. There were never commercial hits, never radio hits, but those are songs that I believe the guys and myself were like prone to liking more as musicians. I would have to say that Off From The Reckoning, one of my favorites off from there is When Tomorrow Comes. That song is fantastic. I absolutely love that tune. That, that was one that was popping to my mind too that I about said. Yeah, those, those songs, and we love playing those songs live tomorrow. Yeah, playing that song live was just so fun. Mm. Yeah, so musically, we liked a lot of the songs from The Reckoning. There's probably four or five on there that we really, if you ask Lester, Noah, and Rob, they're going to say one of these songs. And and just emotionally, Fireproof and Bring Me Down always have, you know, a huge place in our hearts just because of what they did for the band and just the, the lives they touched. Frontline, too. Yeah. That's one of my faves. We, we wrote that, that uh, in Tennessee on, I don't know what tour that was, on a tour during sound check. No, Lester's eyes, and he started popping that drums. <laughs> we just we just jammed that the whole sound check, and we, we knew that that was going to be something special. And again, Rob took the music and then wrote, you know, Rob's just divinely inspired, man. He just writes stuff that's just powerful. And his <laughs> military background, that's why we have Echelon and Frontline and paratrooper off the independent record and all these military based songs because of his military background and just it fit us you know it was tough and just really fit spiritually yeah and i know it's that was kind of a loaded question because what you guys have what about nine albums i don't even remember man there's so many there's a lot yeah there's special (laughs) songs for us on each each of the records for sure it's always a cool question when we ask because we always like to uh, hear what the artist actually liked about the, like you said, some of them don't always make their, the radio or the hits, uh, but they have a personal meaning. So it's kind of cool for us to dig in and hear what you guys are trying to promote. So but, like, I'm always going to so, like Echelon from our very first, very first record. You know, it's a, it's a song called Echelon. It's more rap core. Our, our early days, you know, we were influenced by P.O.D. and Limp Biscuit and 311 and all the rap core stuff. And then as Noah joined the band, we got a little bit harder and a little bit more into Seven Dust and other type of bands out there um, that we're influenced yeah. by. But Echelon is always going to have a special part, you know, part in my life. Mm. You know, that song started right. with the bass, da 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 and harmonics, you know, just crazy stuff so and i think each of the guys probably has a song that's a little special to them right right so has the band always been the same guys it sounds like you've been a pretty good core i know uh i remember i loved red and when joe uh rickard left i noticed he did some drum backups for you guys on was it your last album maybe we we uh the core of the band has been the same guys for most of the time, but there have been several variations. Like in the early days, um, from the ver- from the first band, it was just me and Rob and, and guys that nobody knows. 
but it's actually the guys that nobody okay. knows are the ones that are the reason Pillar exists. I was one of the new guys. At one point, I was a new guy. Rob played bass in the early days and sang. Mm. The very, I mean, before we were doing anything, uh -huh. it was Rob playing bass. There was his brother-in-law, Brad, playing drums. Okay? And, and people that are go back to early days know he was the original drummer. He played on the independent records. He played on the very first rendition of Fireproof. Then Fireproof was re-released, and that's when Lester was brought in. So Brad and Rob were brother-in-laws. Then we had two guys, Dustin and Travis Jenkins, that were the original guitar players. And I was in a different band in college and met and played a festival that these guys were at. And I was like, yeah, these guys are cool. And I talked to Rob, and he needed a bass player. And it's something I prayed about. And, and I remember driving to my apartment from college, and I had to pull over because God just hit me real hard that I need to join that band. So I quit the band I was in that I started – and those guys were mad because I I booked the shows. I, I started the band. The band was done. Well, as a bass player, I did everything. And I joined Pillar as a new guy. And, um, you know, and, and then as I wasn't the new guy, then I started um, using my talents a little bit more. At first, I just kept my mouth shut and played the songs. But then I was like, guys, I can book shows and I can promote. And I was, this, is what I, this is what I do. And so I started jumping in that role early on. Um and then Travis, Dustin left first, the second guitar player. Travis left. He just was called elsewhere, and he's still a good friend of ours. And that's when we found Noah. Um, Noah was in a band that opened up for us in North Carolina, where he's from. And we were, I think Travis told us he was leaving as we were going to that show, or really soon before that. And this band called Signet opened up for us. And Noah was up there. He had long, straight hair and was just rocking. And we were like, oh, my gosh, who is that kid? That's who we need. And we straight stole him. And I feel bad. I just, <laughs> we got home. I tracked that kid down. Who's that band? Who's that kid? Where's his phone number? I called him at home and just straight up stole him. We flew him in and just, he joined our band. He, he had no choice. He joined our band. He was so good. <laughs> you come with us. Yeah. And then, and then Lester was Brad. Brad was just not got burned out touring. He wanted to be home. He just got married. And then it was the same thing. We heard about Lester, tracked Lester down at a guitar center in Kansas City. He's working at Guitar Center in Kansas City. And I called him at work. And then uh he came down and just blew our minds. He was so good. I mean, Noah's jaw dropped. He turned around. It was that we let the, that's how we tried Lester out. We put him in a room with Noah. Because no one can keep up with Noah. I can't keep up with Noah. He's he's at another level. So we put this guy, Lester, in a room with Noah in a studio. And Noah was playing with him. And I was looking through the glass watching him. And Noah looked at me and went, <laughs> like, like, literally, he turned his head at the glass. If, this, if my screen was the glass and was like, <laughs> yeah, and it was us four then is what took it to the next level. Because Noah and Lester... Knowing Lester's abilities raised our music ability. You know, I've always been one. I'm surrounding myself with people better than me, whatever I do, be it fitness, music. I was the weakest musician, but playing with those guys made me a better musician. See, that's what I do, to too. I, I surround yeah. myself with Scott and Jeremy, guys better than me. <laughs> that's that's the secret. If you want to get better, you 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 surround yourself with better and you get you get better. 
So those guys raised the bar for all of us, and it just took it to a whole nother level. It didn't matter what show we played, what festival we played. Every drummer of every band, they worship band, punk bands, rap bands. It didn't matter. They were all back there watching Lester play shows. Mm. Every show. He had every drummer back there watching him play because that's why he's on Kelly Clarkson every day. You put on Channel 2 or whatever she channel she's on every day, you're going to see Lester back there playing the drums because he's that good. Yeah. And we knew it. We knew that this guy's going to be on the cover of Modern Drummer someday playing on TV because he's one of the best drummers in the world. Mm. And we were blessed to have him be our drummer. It's yeah. awesome. You know, yeah, at some point, you know, he, he had that calling to go to the next level, and he did. That's why there, there's versions of Pillar with me not in it and Lester not in it. And then, you know, and then just after so long, we came back and after so many years, did another album with us four. Mm. And so, anything we do in the future will be us four. Yeah. So speaking of the future, do you guys have anything possibly coming up that we can look forward to? All possible. There's nothing concrete, but we talk enough and I know what we all want to do. We got a text chain going, guys, on my phone. We all, we all talk a lot. You know, even when we're busy, at least, hey, happy birthday. What y'all doing? Miss you guys. You know, I had Noah play guitar at a fitness competition I was at last October. Um, he came on stage and played guitar while I was doing my, my you know, my flexing. Um, so we, we're talking about doing stuff. We would like to play some shows. Now, we're not going to go full time. We all got we're all busy. We all got kids. Um, but we all would like to play some some select shows. I don't know when yet. We were actually looking at some this fall, but schedule-wise, it didn't work out. So we're talking sooner than later. Probably not this year, but maybe next year. We're talking to some people right now. We'd like to do select shows and do them right. You know, do ones that, that are mean something to us, that are going to be events that, that make sense for us, that a lot of people could come out to. Um, and, of course, you know, at some point we want to release some new music. Now, I don't know if that's going to be a full album or a single followed by another single or an EP, but, but there will be, there will be new music pillar, pillar music at some point. There will be, if God allows it, there'll be some live events. We're at a stage of our life now that, that we'd like it pillar to be at a situation where we could do what we want. Yeah. Hey, let's, let's drop a song. Hey, let's go do that show. You know, yeah. let's do this. Let's do whatever we want. That's kind of where we're at. Cause we, we don't need it. We used to tour 200 days a year. They're so hard on our families, and we just grow. We just grew, went did the grind, you know. Yeah. We just toured, and we don't need to do that anymore. So now, now, what we do can be very intentional and very meaningful. Not that that wasn't. We just we got tired, you know. We were working. <laughs> we were working. It was work. We had to pay our bills back then. Yeah. Now we don't have to pay our bills. We got other stuff to do that. So what we do there can be very intentional and very meaningful. And that's what we want it to be for all four of us. We don't want it to be like, oh, we got to go play show. We want it to be very meaningful for all of our families, for us, and the people that that come out to see us or buy that new music. Awesome. So uh, our time is running low, but I did want to throw out: out of all the places you've gotten to play, what is there a certain concert that sticks out to you? Um, and it was also long ago that, that it all kind of merges together. But I know that there's a handful of things that were very special to us that we'll never forget. So going back to the early days, this is would have been our first year out. We did a festival with a with a Christian speaker called Luis Palau. 
It was in California, Southern California on the beach. There was a hundred thousand people there. Mm. Now that's not gonna be the top show, but that's one of the most memorable because we're on the beach on this big stage early in our career. And there was people so far out, we couldn't even see the end of the people. It was, wow. it blew our minds. And then there's footage from that on a early DVD. It's actually a VHS. I think there's a DVD version, but wow. there was VHS version too, a pillar on the road. Those can be found on eBay. Every once in a while, you can find one on eBay and there's footage from that. So when mm -hmm. Brad was playing drums, Noah was with us though. So it was before Lester came, but Noah was with us. And there's the whole DVD of Life on the Road with us. And there's mm -hmm. footage from that festival there. For me, though, it had to be playing festivals in New Zealand, which was amazing. And we're out, you know, checking out where they filmed The Hobbit with Toby Mack, you know, on an off day. That was an amazing experience. A two-week tour of Australia with Switchfoot. It was just us and Switchfoot for two weeks. That was amazing. You know, so those ones stand out for me. Um, and, and then, of course, we had countless amazing events here in the States, but it's hard to top New Zealand and Australia. I bet. Mm. Didn't that uh, Luis Palau just pass away not too long ago? I'm not sure, man. I haven't kept up with that. I know he was elderly back then, so I would, yeah. you know, I, I hadn't used, really thought about it. He used to do uh, on a radio station I listened to uh, a little, like, snippet every once in a while. So I know exactly who you're talking about. So Yep, yep. Yeah, I hadn't been in touch with any of that for decades. But, yeah, it was a powerful event for us. It was, it was ridiculous. It was thousand people there. This uh, this has been awesome, man. Over the we tour really appreciate POD, you coming on. That's going to be hard to forget too. That mm. POD. Now it was all clubs like House of Blues, Times Square, New York City, Times Square. So that too, in a different way, that was always that's going to be special to us, rocking with POD and I don't remember who else was on that tour, but it was amazing. Mm, sounds amazing. So, well, I think. Uh, We'll just maybe pray over you and uh, call it a night. We appreciate you coming on. And uh, if you guys don't mind, we'll just pray it out real quick. Absolutely. Awesome. Father in heaven, uh, thank you so much for uh, Pillar and their music and the uh, uh, testimonies that you gave and that we've shared tonight. And uh, we love you and thank you for uh, letting them have the talent to give us the music. Uh, we just play, pray for each member tonight and uh, their current lives and their future lives. Just uh, watch over them, give them direction, have your hand uh, in anything they do. And uh, we love you and thank you so much for sending Jesus to die for our sins on the cross. Uh, we pray that everything we've done tonight has been an honor and glorifying to you, which is our wish. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Uh, Scott, yeah. it's been awesome. Glad to be back with you tonight, bro. I don't know if you guys realize, fun. but Jeremy had to jump off. He had a Bible study he was going to tonight. So, Jeremy, we missed you. What? I figured, I figured he's like, man, this guy's boring. I've got other stuff to do. I'm going to go watch TV. He's in there like watching watching something on TV. I'm he's sure. watching Blues Clues or something. <laughs> right on. So, yeah, we're, we're trying to keep up with our social media. We didn't mess with it for a long time. But I am posting every now and then, not every day, once a week, once every other week, one, every now and then, posting it on our Instagram and on our Facebook, which is just Pillar Music. So you can keep up with us there. I've been dropping stuff. 
anything big happens, like a show or new music, we will announce it on our Instagram or or, or Facebook. Um, this year, I'm hitting a lot of fitness competitions. So Sweet. I've always loved fitness next to, to music. So if anyone wants to follow me, all my personal stuff is Wittig Works. So that's my last name, W-I-T-T-I-G Works, W-O-R-K-S. And I'm almost going on tour this year, hitting fitness competitions all over the U.S., um, okay. next up cool. is Asbury Park, New Jersey, um, May 20th. So you guys can follow me and keep in touch and, um, that'd be cool. Absolutely. Cool. So everyone go follow this man, follow pillar, keep up to date. We'll share anything that you guys post. So I just want to remind all of you that if you guys are going to rock, Michael, back for him. Have a good Absolutely. night, everyone that's watching and listening. If you like what you saw today, hit the subscribe and like button down below and don't forget to share it to all your friends. Also, leave us a comment down below. If you're gonna rock, rock for him.